0: Episode 175 with a brand new song from Astro Moon, Nuclear Sarcophagus.
1: It is awesome.
0: Yeah. And that was just released on Saturday.
1: Yep. The 20th. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being so specific.
0: Uh, so how, how was your week?
1: Um, I think it was good. Yeah. Pretty uneventful, right? Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, not bad. Good.
0: Not bad at
2: all.
1: Yeah.
0: So we have a, a really fun interview today. We do. Uh, before that, I have a couple of this day in music history. Oh, cool. Things of note. Okay. Uh, number one is August 22nd, 1978 was the very last live stage appearance of Sid Vicious.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Before
0: his death. Um, also, it is Tori Amos's birthday Oh, and Vernon Reed's birthday.
1: Oh, happy birthday. I'm sure they're both t- tuning in.
0: Yes. Uh, you actually <laughs> got to meet Vernon Reed. I was looking forward to going to Live in Color. Yeah, he was awesome. When they played Party in the Park in Rochester. Yeah. And unfortunately, I had to travel for work and I did not get to go. Yeah. But you went and you enjoyed wine. Yeah, um, yes I think uh, too a, much a large wine amount of wine yes and you got to meet Vernon Reed
1: yeah and I got a picture with him
0: yeah yep
1: I don't know how <laughs> but it happened yeah
0: <laughs> so let's not babble much okay um we have a super fun conversation with an awesome local record label mhm Weir Gnome, mm-hmm. which is run by Nicholas and Selena. And there's a lot in the conversation. Nicholas is also part of a dungeon synth project called Hermit Night. Yeah. He talks about that a bit. Yeah. um, Yeah. There's just all kinds of stuff. Yeah.
1: We don't have to recap. Let's they're, just go they're into it. they are going to hear about it. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So we're going to play two songs off of their label and then go into the conversation.
1: First up, Warlock Corpse with the song Deadly Choice.
0: And then after that, Gone Mage with the song Handheld Demise. Nicholas, Selena, thank you for coming to talk to us.
3: Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks
4: for having us out.
1: In our stranger basement. Yes.
4: <laughs> uh, that we blindly accepted the <laughs> visit to. Yeah. Sure, we'll come to Sounds your basement. Sounds weird. We're in. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so we've wanted to talk to you guys for, I don't know how long now, quite a while, but it took us um, it took us a while for it to come together. But um, so you guys run We're Gnome Records. Yep. Correct? Out of Rochester.
4: Out of Rochester. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you, before you talk about the label, can you tell us how you two met?
3: Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we work together. Well, we tell the story differently every time. Sometimes it's Taco Bell. <laughs> sometimes <Yeah>. it's.
4: <laughs> It'll be like, uh, I don't know, like. A Willie Nelson song, I like this is a song this that is was the playing song when we met,
3: met. <laughs> never true, never true stories
4: I, ca- how it I caught her had- eyes at a Denny's <laughs>
3: <laughs> I threw my french fries at him mm-hmm. across the restaurant. Mm-hmm. um, how it actually happened um, we worked together at an h and m no. oh, okay, yeah, we were work friends for over a, a year, year before yeah, we year ever decided to hang out outside of work.
4: well, it was uh. The destruction of two long-term relationships yes. and us being a very low place and drinking a lot. We're finally like, yeah, we'll hang out.
3: Yeah. I invited him over for beer. I and never left.
4: Three <laughs> months later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we met up in Toronto and then I, uh, my What work, were you
1: doing in Toronto?
4: Uh, me and my ex moved up there. We had work. She had work up there and I like basically kind of rode that wave. And then, when we started hanging out, my work permit ran out because I wasn't a skilled worker. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Three so, months into us dating, <laughs> yeah.
3: he's like, I'm going back to America now. Yeah. And I'm I like, have to move oh. home.
4: And I ended up in Rochester because I'm not originally from here. I'm from Flint, Michigan. And at the time, mm-hmm. my mother worked here and I never even visited. But I was just like, it's sure, like son. three yeah. hours away from Toronto. So, yeah. all right, why not? Let's try it.
1: And yeah. you couldn't have picked a city more like Flint, Michigan than Rochester, New York. It was like, it's like Flint, Michigan. <laughs> it's Michi- like home.
4: It's, yeah, yeah. It was like Flint, Michigan before the Great but Collapse. But you can drink a lot. So it's like, I get to like, I get to live like at the end of Flint, Michigan right now before it's like, you can't Popped drink the off. water. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So you come to places like this and people are like, oh, don't go there. And I'm like, man, you know, like my whole city's like that. I was like, where's your burnt down houses? Where's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it it, very industrial, but it felt like home, and it was so logistically close to Toronto. And I don't know, we We did long
3: distance for two years. Two years back. Wow,
4: yeah, Yeah.
1: that's rough.
4: Yeah.
3: And I decided to move to Ottawa during this, so I moved further away. So instead of driving, you know, that way around the Lake Ontario, we went the other way. Yeah. Um, crossing through Thousand Islands. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Yeah.
1: Is all of your family still in Toronto? Correct, yeah. I don't
3: have any family here except
1: your brother. Just
4: my brother, that's it. Everybody else is everywhere else. Yeah. So it's just us and the cats, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: What more do you need?
4: That's it. That's it. I mean, when you got to move something in your house, like, (laughs) the cats don't really do fuck all, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, you can't be like, Brenda, like, I need help with this couch, No, (laughs) I got a brother, my brother, you know? Yeah.
3: He's our go-to guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: I always enjoy when uh, pets have people names.
4: Yeah. Oh, we
1: love it. Yeah. Oh, very, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: That's the way we like it. Like, all of our pets, like, Brenda, Darla, Jason, and Georgie. Yeah. It just makes us laugh.
1: <laughs> it makes us laugh, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's,
4: it's, I love this, it. This little bunny's name's Georgie. <laughs> they're,
1: prob- they're proper adults. Yeah. <laughs> they deserve respect. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gopher out back that we named Steve. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. <laughs> What up, Steve? Hey, Steve.
4: (laughs) I really like watching them, though. They're fun to watch. Yeah. They're just walking around the yard and stuff. You're like, this guy.
1: Yeah. And then he says something and he stands up. What? Yeah. I was
3: at a work (laughs) retreat today at Buckland Park and there was one just like right outside the window and I was having a hard time concentrating the whole time because I'm just like, I really want to go be friends with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I get it.
4: (laughs) He's living in the moment out there. (laughs) You're learning about something Boring, like, I don't know, teamwork. <laughs> yeah. CBR. Yeah, I could just be watching this guy eating weeds. <laughs> <laughs> so right. how, Sorry. How,
0: no. Um, how did the concept of the label come together?
4: Um. Well... And when? So, the when happened sometime during the great shutdown on the world mm-hmm. with cr- like coronavirus quarantine, um, baby. Um, quarantine yeah um yeah it was a weird thing like only <laughs> happened a few of us um but for years i've been involved in making music and a lot of one man bands and stuff like that and i don't know like i kind of fell in love with i kind of fell into um dungeon synth as a genre mm-hmm. and for some reason it spoke like levels to me so And then I started seeing, like, the DIY aspect that was attached to it, which kind of growing up as a punk and stuff like that, it really, like, kind of, like, made my heart, like, beat fast. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just kind of said, I looked at Selena one day. I put out a couple albums by myself, and I was kind of like, I think I'm going to try to run a record label. And she's like, all right, do it. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. And then it just kind of came from, I don't know, extreme boredom, being shut from the world, not having human connection. Mm -hmm. Between each other, and Mm -hmm. yeah, we kind of grew from there, so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And the name itself just kind of came from, I was like, what's something stupid I can think of? You know, like, I was thinking of, like, cryptoids and stuff like that, and (laughs) I was like, I don't know, like, think of a werewolf gnome. (laughs) Cool, you know? And I was like, gnome? And that's where it came from. Nice. Yeah. Nice.
1: If you had to pick between a a werewolf and a gnome, which one would you guys pick?
4: Personally, gnome.
3: Gnome. gnome.
4: Okay. They fit more my uh, slow pace of life and I yeah, just kind of wanna... I had so
3: many questions at first. I'm like, "Well, is it is it a human that turns into a gnome with a full moon or is it a, or is it a person that turns into or is it a gnome that gets bit by a dog and then turns into a werewolf?" Oh.
4: <laughs> well, the best part like our relationship when you explain it to people is to always Change the lore, so there's no <laughs> one story. So every time I, if someone asks me, Choose "What is a gnome, I will tell you a completely different story than I just said to somebody else. Hmm. Yeah, because I just think it's great. Because so eventually, I don't know, nothing will probably come of this. We'll probably never be huge or anything like that. But maybe one day there will be an argument that ensues because two people are convinced <laughs> this is the gnome.
1: <laughs> well, now you're on the on the record. right saying that. So, what's a wereno?
4: Uh, so. <laughs> 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 so like a were kind of gnome
1: is like we should put a beep in all of this yeah
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah the
1: whole time i say it yeah. you need to do it
4: which would be great <laughs> a were is like if like a baby was born and a fairy came <laughs> to visit them and the fairy like decided one day you're gonna be my child instead or you this human family is going to raise my child instead, and they implant the fairy folk baby in place of the baby, and then they take the normal <laughs> baby back, and then they leave it in, like, a hut out back of their little colony, and just so happen this gnome family comes up, picks it up, takes it home, and when they take it home, they get cursed by the fairy folk, and with the curse itself, every full moon it becomes a werewolf, there's the weregnome right there. All right. You know? Do you agree with that answer?
3: Today, yeah. Today. <laughs> this, is, this is why you are my DM. This yeah. is why you are the dungeon master Yeah, that's master why I'm the dungeon master for our
4: <laughs> local little Dungeons & Dragons group.
3: You're a good storyteller.
4: Nice. <laughs> I'm really not. I can just lie a lot.
3: <laughs> Do you guys play Dungeons & Dragons?
1: Nope.
0: I did, like, a long time ago, and I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. But... That's what introduced me to the genre of yeah. music, because you would always have the best tracks while we were playing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I'd be playing all the Dungeon Synth because it is the best Dungeons Dragons music ever. Huh. Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So when I played it, it was like long
4: before... Yeah, music. That yeah, that existed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Enya was around, right? So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it was
4: actually before Enya. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this was probably like...
4: Hmm. Oh, you're talking probably like... The first versions of D&D. Yeah. 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 Yeah, He
1: had to walk uphill to play it. It was probably like both ways. (laughs) The early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I came in, uh, I think it was 3.0 when I came playing. So this was like mid 90s, early 90s for me Hmm. when I started playing. And then that was before, you know, it was cool to be a nerd you know <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> but wow have we won now right Yeah, uh, i know <laughs> strange, stranger though. things made no. us cool again yeah <laughs> it could have been cool when we were younger though when it was right. like important mm-hmm. yeah. yeah when you're
3: in high school yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: not when you're in reaching your 40s cuz I going to say i'm it. cool to like we
3: our, our friends and i we we get wigs and ears and we dress up yeah they dress up yeah yeah we get really creative with it it's mm-hmm. fun that, that is fun
0: how how has the game changed like
4: today compared to like when i knew it in the 80s they've just added a lot more levels to it basically mm-hmm. they've expanded more on monsters. yeah well yeah more monsters more lore more races. and then um but there's a lot more options as far as like your gameplay goes mm-hmm. um i can't speak a lot on uh, some of the past runs like i know 4.0 got overly complicated mm-hmm. 5.0 which is like what we run now, there's probably a lot of people out there like, you know, like oh he doesn't know what he's talking about, but they're like, I like five because it simplified the overcomplication of four, while still being more emphasis on role like rolling and role playing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot more levels to what mm-hmm. the first yeah first couple editions were. Mm-hmm. You and know? as
3: a DM, you're not too strict. Like, no, we, I just kind of like whatever. You let there be, um, yeah, I you just know, ca- like homebrew stuff. Yeah, and- I just
4: kind of like whatever. It, it, that's the thing about Dungeons and Dragons, and being a dungeon master in my eyes is uh, whatever. Like, it, there's no rule book. Like yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, you can't put like a limit it's a guy, it's a guy. Yeah, like so if you say you want to do something, like whatever, do it. Yeah, as long like, as let's it works. Do it. If it yeah. sounds cool, and you're not being an idiot, or like every time trying to beat up every person I throw at you for an NPC. Then, yeah, like just have fun, man. Like, yeah, there's no rules to your imagination. Like, let's just play with it, you know? So, nice, but yeah. So,
1: I have nothing to contribute because I've never played it. So, you, you, you need to <laughs> play it. Yeah, it is amazing. right, I'll try it, it.
4: It is amazing. It's yeah. just, I don't know, it ignites your imagination. Yeah. Like, if you, it really, if like, when we play it, you feel like a 10 year old again.
1: I would love that. I will take you up on that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't feel Join like an in idiot. On a 1FK. yeah, Join the one
3: if yeah.
4: Yeah. Just throw you in and we'll just whatever you want to do. Just try right. it. That's I'm in. Do.
1: Yeah. I'm there for it.
4: That okay. sounds fun. Yeah. Sorry. Um
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the label features black metal, dungeon synth, chiptune. Yep. And according to your
4: bandcamp, anything weird. Anything weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anything we kind of come across that may seem outside or it's hard to kind of label, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, we have a few acts that are kind of like, uh, I don't know. Is it Dungeon Synth? Is it Punk? Is it Grindcore? I don't know. It's synthesizers playing really fast and chaotically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Just anything that kind of gets us to tap our toes and enjoy, you know, like there's no, a lot of labels fall into this. Like, this is what we are, um, which is nothing wrong with that. A lot of the labels I really hold close to my heart, even in the Dungeons and Spectrum, um, they exclusively only work in that. But Mm -hmm. I want a gnome to be a fluid creature. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have a limitation on it, Mm -hmm. like imagination and everything else. It's just, it's Mm ever-expanding, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, why put ourselves in a box when, I don't know, we could put out a thrash album, we could put out a hardcore punk album, we could put out, I don't know... uh, kids pop album you know like i i it, it doesn't matter if 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 we enjoy it if it makes us happy yeah let's do it you know that's cool mm-hmm.
1: um that's kind of how we approach the show too yeah like if yeah. we like it we'll play it yeah, yeah that's if you don't like it you can fast forward to yeah it. that's
4: exactly <laughs> that's exactly it yeah and there'll be a lot of fast forwarding with some of the choices i probably picked for <laughs> music tonight no but. <laughs> i don't think so
3: yeah it's our means of escapism so yeah. like it's not what yeah. we like is what everybody else likes right
0: but. yeah We talked before we started recording about um, how we're fans of going to shows that are uh, Mm -hmm. multi-genre. And it's really cool that you've kind of done that with the label. Yeah,
4: totally. Yeah. I respect that a lot. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, it's because, I don't know, like, just one thing all the time is just kind of like, it's like beating a dead horse, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, why not just keep just trying something new mm-hmm. if people don't like mm-hmm. it whatever like i like it mm-hmm. that's why we run the label that's why you guys do your yeah your podcast that's why we go to shows that we enjoy because their mm-hmm. uh, taste is subjective art is subjective mm-hmm. so to try to keep anything in within those small confined space is just it's not worth it man life isn't a confined space right. you know yeah. like and art is a conf- isn't a confined space Space, yeah, so it's like, a yeah,
3: eclectic collection yeah, of things so, that you like, yeah,
4: mm-hmm. which, yeah, I mean,
1: you guys are cute. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> no, what I always say to people is, she's all right
3: <laughs> because if she catches
4: on, she's better than me, she's gonna leave me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gotta just remind me, you're okay.
3: worthless, yeah. Look,
4: people like, she's amazing, and I'll look at her and be like. You're all right. (laughs) (laughs) She'll realize how much better she is than my.
3: (laughs) It's been a decade now and I haven't figured it out yet. So I think you're all right.
4: It's a long con.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
1: now you have fur babies. She's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's it. She's not going anywhere.
0: (laughs) What what would you guys say is uh, the strangest thing on the label? Is there one thing that comes to mind or?
4: (sighs) Um, the weirdest is Fluter's Dungeon Fitness.
3: Yeah, I love that one. Uh,
4: So my friend, Joel, who is behind the project Fluter, he makes Dungeon Synth. Mm -hmm. One day we were messaging each other. He was at his grandparents' house and he was commenting on how grandparents never get rid of anything. (laughs) <laughs> they had these 1980s or 90s workout magazines, and one's like, for your health. And it had, like, these people in spandex and stuff on it. And it was just like, he was like, look at the shit. And he's like, I'm going to make an album like this. <laughs> and it was something to completely shake everybody's core uh-huh. to kind of, like, really... Wernum does that a lot with the community, which we don't mean to. We're just always kind of poking fun. We're not really uh-huh. trying to make anybody mad. Like yeah. Purzum? Yeah, Purism's yeah. a great example. It's <laughs> yes. it's always it's it's a yes. love letter. It's uh-huh. a joke. You know what I mean. Yeah. But Dungeon Fitness, which is an amazing album, well, I gotta hear this. <laughs> is it is basi- basically yeah? It, it's if Dungeon Synth was a workout album, nice. And it is cheesy. He's got a it's cover so on animated. there, and yeah. yeah, it's just that's probably the most ridiculous. Besides Stuff Crust, which is our pizza album yeah. oh, nice. which is like a combination of black metal uh dungeon synth vampiric dungeon synth and a few other yeah. weird subgenres uh synth pop and stuff like that in there that was another joke between me and joel uh that is kind of a running thing as far as me and him goes is just kind of laughing at everything stupid so if you look at stuff crust the album itself it's like um it's so stupid. It's called like black and crust upon the dark and black and stone or something like that. It was just something we came <laughs> up with, and that it has like inside of it, it has like two pizza cutters with the pentagram and stuff, and oh, it's nice. the dumbest thing ever made. Nice. And Chucky e. was th-
3: like nobody ever make pizza synth or something. Yeah, and and, and, that, like, and that's why <laughs> okay, we made it. We are going It to was it was synth. someone
4: who was a little too stiff for their our liking said that <laughs> no one ever make this and we took him up on it and made it and dedicated the album to him. That's great. Um, but uh, yeah, and it actually turned <laughs> out to be a, a big hit. It like people fun. love it and we haven't done anything else with it yet. We did spawn a whole genre called food synth out of this. Mm. There was a hot dog band, and a few other ones that came out of it, which regretfully me and Joel feel bad for starting this little like genre <laughs> because we're kind of like, okay, this got a what little too stupid. Done? Like we just thought it was a joke, you know? <laughs> But yeah, between stuff crust and uh, fluters dungeons, uh, fitness is mm-hmm. definitely the two weirdest ones we've put out yet. Nice, nice. So, which Joel was on both. So,
0: I love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't one of our questions, but um, this came to mind. Um, you said that you were in punk bands in the past, and that you've made some solo albums. Yep. What is your, uh, like, what is your main instrument, or what was it?
4: Um. So, growing up, obviously, was guitar starting. Okay. I moved to bass, like every guitarist, because you realize that everyone played guitar. Mm. And then once you started playing bass, everyone's playing bass, because they moved to bass. <laughs> and then I started moving, playing keyboards and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I played in, like, kind of a throwback, like, thin-back... Uh, Thin Lizzie mm. style band mm. up in Toronto. Cool. We, we we toured for a while up in Canada and stuff like that. It was really fun. It was just kind of like old classic rock style stuff. Hotel Royal. And yeah, uh Hotel Royal. It was a lot of fun. Those guys were great. Um, uh, but yeah, um, main instrument goes was probably gonna be guitar because mm-hmm. that's probably what I'm a C plus student at. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I'm like a D minus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Mainly, I fell in love more with programming and creating my own beats and stuff like that, which I kind of started in like 2001, 2002 when I found my first Fruity Loops. Yeah. And I started Curb Feet Cub. Yeah, Curb Feet Cub, which was a solo project of mine, which was I called uh, Super Nintendo Crust Punk. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was basically like grindcore Super Nintendo music, uh, which only maybe one or two things remain in this world left from that. Uh, due to computer crashes and no one ever listening to it. Uh So, um, yeah, I I, I think now I would say keyboard would be my main, Mm -hmm. uh, even though if you were to watch me play it in person, you would be like, this guy sucks, you know? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, mainly now would be programming. Um, But, uh, yeah, guitar would be the main actual instrument. But if you were to pull one out and start playing right now, I'd be like, I can't do that. You know, uh, cause of punk, you know, I can do like three chords or like drop D all day, buddy. You know, (laughs) do you want to hear like the opening to like, I don't know, corn or something (laughs) (laughs) or walk? (laughs) (laughs) Don't, 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 (laughs) don't, you know, like I'm not that good. I just, I kind of spread myself thin across everything. It's the whole, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, what is, what is the saying? Um. Jack of all trades, master Master of none, none. you know, so that's kind of what I've brought myself to. That's why I like working at home in a studio Mm -hmm. by myself and being able to record and hit play. And uh, next Saturday, I actually have a show for the first time by myself playing one of my projects. And I'm incredibly nervous because I haven't done this thing in years. So, you know. Putting yourself out there and actually having see people see like oh this guy doesn't wait know what, what he's does doing.
1: this mean tell us about this we yeah. don't know about this
4: uh, in we Ithi- know about it in Ithaca yeah I got oh, show. Yeah. oh yeah 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 okay yeah yes tell us about this yeah yeah but uh, y- yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll be after this episode drops mm-hmm. but uh, Saturday before this episode drops Uh, but Saturday on the twentieth I'll be playing Ithaca along with a couple other amazing Dungeons and artists um. Under my one of my projects called Hermit Night, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I don't know, Comfy Synth. Epic Comfy Synth is what I call it. Mm -hmm. So Comfy Synth itself is like a really chill, cheesy version of Dungeon Synth. It's the bastard brother of it. No one wants a part of it. Um, But my point with Hermit Night is to show that it could musically be something. Mm -hmm. It's something that's supposed to spark emotions like nostalgia and deep feelings rather than a fantastical adventure with dungeon synth like to through caves fighting monsters it's more so about the in-betweens of the hero you Mm -hmm. know what i mean this is Mm -hmm. the way i treat it with hermit knight is you know not every tale for a hero is just his epic battle with the final boss there is the journey in between the Mm -hmm. journey afterwards so Mm -hmm. it's like the hardships brought between you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like Mm -hmm. there is you got to think the hero has his ups and downs. He yeah. has. There is times where he's sitting on the mountainside by himself bleeding and just being like, this sucks, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, but, you know, I made it another day. So, yeah, that's kind of like Hermit Night on the outside. Hermit Night on the inside is a way of dealing with my bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of dealing with deep feelings that I can't express as far as, like, words go. But mm-hmm. it just kind of shows, like, as far as sonically, like, what it feels to be inside you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i don't know is it therapeutic for you it definitely is Mm -hmm. it definitely is and it's helped me grow a lot and being more in touch with things because i'm not very good at expressing them Mm -hmm. um so it definitely can show like the ups and downs and if you listen to the even the sudden changes within it shows like the jump that could be from mania to extreme depression Mm -hmm. in instant almost you know what Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah it's definitely a therapeutic thing and I didn't mean to sidetrack on no, it. No, anything. that yeah. is not sidetracking yeah. at
1: all. Where that's why we do this. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Where are you playing? Uh it's called Argo's Warehouse okay. in Ithaca. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I haven't been there yet. And some lovely people contacted me from Ithaca and they're playing shows apparently with synth down there. Nice. Which is great because yeah. uh there's not much of a scene for it as far as live goes. And I mean, come on, I mean really like sometimes like just watching somebody with a keyboard by themselves upstairs. Like, sitting there may not be the most exciting thing in the world, but, you know, like, if you're into this t- sort of thing or trying to do something different than this, this might be your thing, you know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm excited about it. I just, I'm hoping this is a testing the waters and maybe next year working on a tour, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Nice. I think mm-hmm. that's
3: really wonderful, too, where you started making this music by yourself in the bedroom mm-hmm. as a like, a therapeutic release for yourself, but the growing popularity is forcing you to go outside of your comfort zone and start doing shows again.
4: Yeah. Uh, I actually stopped playing shows because a few years ago, the last band I was in was a black metal band that was starting up between a few of my buddies, and, um, I was playing bass in it, and the singer, guitarist, he, um, was recovering, so he had a relapse, and he died of an overdose. Oh, mm. And um kind of after he died of an overdose, I kind of quit playing music. Mm. Um, So I didn't even want to make anything by myself. I kind of gave up, because it was like the first band I was in, I was kind of like, I would buy that music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every other band you play in, you're like, this is good, but is it a band that, like, I would be like, oh, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, this was, like, the first time it was like that, and it We're just kind of happened, like, music. right when we... Yeah, we had an EP written, Uh, we had our first show booked, and he was young, um, just, you know, had a bad time, which, you know, you deal with a lot, Mm -hmm. as far as, like, growing up where I grew up in Flint, Michigan, and then also in the punk scene and everything else like that, you deal with that a lot. I grew up, uh, I dealt with a lot with addiction as uh, a teenager, Mm -hmm. and in my early 20s with uh, hard drugs, so I understood where he was coming from. yeah um it just it's a shame you know absolutely so yeah. i kind of quit music and the label and hermit night and everything else was kind of like me coming back to it you know yeah so yeah i don't know i was got heavy out of nowhere but you know well thank you for sharing that yeah. with us though yeah. So. yeah like we i mean we don't have the exact same story but we can relate with that kind all of, of thing. that. yeah yep but you get if you're in the scene or you're around people like this, you yep. get, mm-hmm. you deal with that a lot, you yeah, know, so for sure. it's sad, man, you know, it and is. it's a real thing.
0: So it is sad. And, um, I think a lot of times those people are condemned as being bad people and they're, they they're have, people that we love. Yeah. yeah. That's it. They, they have a sickness or that's exactly it. And mm-hmm. it's sad. Very sad. Yeah, Yeah, because drug addiction,
4: it is a mental
0: illness. They don't need to be... Yeah, it's a disease. I don't know, not to go off topic. Yeah. They don't need to be put in prison. No. God, no. No,
4: they definitely need help. Mm -hmm. And um, the only reason why I got clean when I was younger is because I moved to Alabama after high school and I had no one there. So... I made the choice and soon after i made the choice a week later after moving to alabama one of my old friends growing up died of an overdose Mm. so it was someone i ran with and i partied with all the time so that would have been me possibly next to him you know so and i mean it sucks like but it is definitely a mental illness and it affects the lower classes yeah which coming from flint michigan and the way we were treated with the as far as the water poisoning and everything else, Um you know, no one really gives a shit about poor people. If you're not a commodity, if you're not a financial asset to any sort of corporation, for the most part, they don't want anything to do with you and they'll let you burn. And that's kind of the drug addiction and everything else is kind of like the, uh, I don't know, the sound boom that comes after mm. the explosion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And who cares because... It's free labor if you can arrest him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I would...
1: No, you're cool. I don't mean to get into all that if stuff.
4: You're- I made the jokes about, like, oh, I can't wait to get into the tangents about the frogs and the chemtrails before I came yeah, here. Yeah, you made me
1: worried about that. I'm like, I told him, I'm like, oh, like, my God, wait, how are we really going to avoid this? this? Yeah, no. No, I was...
4: That was... Did our, you
1: notice we went dark after yeah, that? I, like, uh... The,
4: so, something I often forget is... Texting, messaging, all that stuff, does not carry sarcasm with it. So, well, what yeah, you read is how when you we interpret don't know it. You. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and we willingly came to your basement. <laughs> and we
1: willingly allowed yeah. you.
4: <laughs> it's just really dark in here. <laughs> this chair is uncomfortable. It's got a lot of spikes in it. <laughs> I don't know why I got to wear this blindfold. <laughs>
0: So, Selena, do you do you play any instruments yourself?
3: No, mm. not well. I mean, growing up, I in band, I played percussion and the flute, but mm. um, no. In high school, I was in uh, like the performing arts program, and I was more into singing and um, that kind of stuff. But
1: do you still sing?
3: Like to Nick in the house only. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> to the cats i serenade them daily but that's that's as far as that goes <laughs> now cool. yeah
4: do you still
1: play the flute
3: i don't oh I
4: man. let me do some jethro Tull up in here know? yeah
3: <laughs> i over quarantine I also got myself a little synthesizer she and got a little keyboard, keyboard. Yeah. yeah so
4: she wants to start making synthesizer music with me i've been and... i've nice. been
3: learning a little bit mm-hmm. awesome um, but i was also in nursing school during that time so i didn't have the I didn't have all the free time to do it. But now that I'm done, I can yeah. dig in.
1: So were you in nursing school during the pandemic?
3: Yeah, I started my program January 2020. Oh. So I got oh a month. Man. I got about a month and a half of normal, <laughs> quote unquote, normal nursing school until they kicked us out <laughs> and put us online. And um, we were virtual out of it. Figure it out. I mean, luckily, out. yeah, <laughs> I, I worked as an aide in... Um, in the hospital, so I did still get a lot of hands-on experience with my patients, and I got to shadow the nurses a lot, and I got a lot of, um, I got a lot of hands-on that way. Whereas the people that weren't working in the hospitals and they were just virtually learning how to be a nurse, yeah, I felt that's bad gotta for be them. hard. Yeah, you know, and so, yeah, but figuring it out. It's good, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it's a really awkward time to get into the profession for sure. Hell yeah, but. <laughs>
1: The most awkward time. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because there's like a whole generation of nurses now that are practiced giving injections and stuff on like their dolls at home. I had to do head to toes on the cat. I did. I recorded me with the cat a couple times. She had to do a lot of stuff on me. Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Wow. That's
1: crazy.
3: But they've been very patient with us in the hospital. That's good.
1: Yeah. That is good. Yeah. 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 i can't even imagine yeah
0: that's yeah very commendable
1: yeah especially for you sticking with it yeah like through the world shutting down
3: yeah yeah i was i mean i was still working as an aide and uh, my my department turned into a covid unit at one point and it was it was a lot to be working and volunteering and going to nursing school during the pandemic when everybody else is like kind of gets a break <laughs> nick and i were still doing the grind but
4: yeah I never stopped working.
3: Yeah,
1: we but, didn't either. But no, I'm I'm thankful. Yeah, yeah,
4: luckily yeah. we had jobs yeah. to yep. report yeah. to. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. If we would have still been in the service industry, it'd be a different story, you know. Right. So luckily, we're at where we're at, you know. So
3: mm-hmm.
4: that's just a, that was just a weird time. Oh, wasn't it, was it? it was so, so weird. weird. So weird, yeah. You know. Yeah. And now it's just, like, kind of like, okay, this is just, like, the new normal, I guess. Yeah. You yeah. know? Now everyone's, like, aged by 15 years and, you know, like, socially awkward, which is nice. We yeah. have nothing
1: it, to talk about.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we, we started throwing Zoom parties with our friends oh, yeah. to try to keep in touch just yep. because... You know,
4: shotgunning beers in the bathtub with <laughs> on the computer. Yeah. You know, and yeah, we've yeah,
1: been there. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Wake yeah. up the next day and find like twenty of them just sitting in the bathtub. I'm like, I'll just take a shower over them. I'm not <laughs> picking them up. <laughs> but
3: I taught Nick how to make margaritas over quarantine. Oh, that was
4: bad. I, me and my friends <laughs> called them my big Larry's for some reason, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was heavy into working out and I was really healthy before the quarantine. Then the gym shut down, and I learned how to make margaritas. And then I gained thirty pounds, and like not you even a your year's blender,
3: time. Your protein shaker bottles into margarita. Yeah, shakers. Uh, <laughs> it was so it would be like the
4: protein shaker. I would have six shots of liquor in it, and you know she made without the mix. She made it with the good stuff in it. She taught me how to make it, and I would drink two or three a, a day because you can't be sad when you're drinking a margarita, well, right? Yeah, like and it sucked because you couldn't see anybody like in even though we're very, like, introverted, well, I'm more introverted than her, I'm very, like, homebody, but, like, the close people to me, I want to be around them, I yeah. want to hug them all day long, yeah. like, I'm very touchy feel with my friends, um, that really hurt, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, those few connections that you have, you can't be with because you don't want to harm them, because yep. we don't know at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't know how right. it was. Yeah. And she kept, you know, we got it from her bringing it home from the hospital, the hospital. at the first wave, so we got... Co- We got COVID right away and then, you know, Mm -hmm. which every time it didn't bother me, she got incredibly sick. But for me, I was just like, all right, I'll just sit here and play like Assassin's Creed Valhalla because it's (laughs) cool with Vikings and stuff and sleep (laughs) and eat pizza, even though I can't taste anything. So, yeah, um, I don't know where this tangent was going, but (laughs) yeah, it was, it's just weird. It was just a weird time and and now we have to deal with it. Yeah. But at least we didn't grow up in it. Yeah. Can you imagine your high school, like your senior year, right. or like, even though I wasn't popular and I didn't do a lot of cool things, but can you imagine like the formidable times of your life? You have to be at home. You yeah. can't do these things. Like, yeah. that's where I'm at, buddy. So now you got to deal with it too, world. <laughs> <laughs> instead of not being invited to those things you couldn't do them so now you're just a weirdo like me so i look forward to your dungeon synth record label in a few years
0: (laughs) so um did i see that that hermit knight is going to be putting out a release on vinyl
4: yep uh so my latest album Once uh, will be on vinyl. It's actually the first Wernome uh release on vinyl. Nice. I chose it because it was first off me and then in case I like fucked anything up. Mm-hmm. The artist couldn't be like, dude, come on man, like this is my record and you right. just messed it up. So it was like a it was like testing Trial the running. waters yeah. as far as it goes. Um but yeah, uh come early October, the latest uh, full length for me from called Ones is going to be on vinyl limited to 100 <coughs> Uh, hand-numbered albums and yeah it's it's actually getting a lot of really good reviews i saw earlier today that another podcast called from dark corners or something like that uh actually gave it a really wonderful review um i was surprised because mainly like they do a lot of extreme metal stuff so i was nervous when i saw my name on the list with like white ward and stuff like that and like a few other like grind albums and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was like, oh no, they're, they're gonna rip this thing apart because this is like a cozy little comfy album and you're playing things that are like so extreme. Mm-hmm.
3: But, but they, they really appreciated they it. They really
4: appreciated it. Yeah. So once That's... uh once we'll be on uh vinyl uh, early October, we'll have them. So they'll probably be up for sale at the end of October. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Yes. It's a big milestone. That was when we started the label, that was the you goal. said my goal. That was a goal. Yeah.
4: Because I was never on vinyl myself. Any of my art. Like bands I was in. I was like, I just want to make a record. I want to put myself on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And we did it. Now she asked me a couple weeks ago, so what are you going to do now? <laughs> yeah, that was What's your goal, goal now? Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I'll do four next year. I said, we'll do four vinyl releases next year. That's my goal I guess. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to raise a goal post when you've reached the end, you know what I mean, as far as what your dreams were.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So even if the hundred people get them in their hands well, 99 because I'm going to keep, no 98 because I'm going to keep two jerks. <laughs> um, those 98 people receive it Are you going to keep one and two? I'm going to keep one and probably 100. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, so two will probably go to one of my close friends. Um, but yeah, one definitely. Normally I will keep zero for all the things we put out for the record label. Cause I will make one extra item for myself. Mm-hmm. So if we have a run of 50, there'll be actually 51 made. The fifty one is zero, which is mine because uh, I can't get rid of anything. So it's not like I'm ever sell it. So hmm. I want to make sure if there's fifty people in this world that want to hear the synthesizer album about cats, they have it. <laughs> you know, like how can I deprive that yeah, one person besides myself? You know, so I <laughs> got our little wall at home. So yeah. you know,
1: it's yeah. sound logic. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the label
0: works in digital cassette one no.
4: vinyl so far and floppy disk floppy, floppy disk yep uh well digital we don't really release a lot on. okay um digital if people subscribe to our label for three dollars a month um they get the free digitals to all the things we put out mm-hmm. um and that just kind of helps us um kind of just kind of helps with like the little operating costs of the label itself like if whether it's like we always give out like um, dice and stuff like that. So I'll buy like a big bag of like a couple hundred like random like dungeons and inter- like, you know, D20s, D6s, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And you always have one of those. You have stickers, you have other things I always throw in. Like this last time, I think I bought, I found a bunch of Howard the Duck cards and Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2 cards. And that's what ended up in everyone's orders this time. Cause it's like, here you go. Like that's the weird random stuff. Like, cause it sucks when you receive something and there's nothing else in there.
1: I agree. You know what I mean? Like, yep.
4: just yeah. give me something. Like, yep. It's not even have to be little anything. Changes. Just even a little note if you can't yeah. afford anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we have subscribers for our label, which is, it's building up, which is nice. So, we give people early access to all of our, like, albums. Mm-hmm. um, So, they don't have to fight everyone mm-hmm. at the moment, which, I mean, you really don't have to. We don't sell out of things. I am not trying to ruin my whole marketing scheme here. I'm a terrible salesman. But, um, yeah, so every month they get the free digital download. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we charge $999 for our digital downloads just because we want the money to go to the artist. Mm-hmm. Because it gets too complicated when it comes to digital ownership yeah. and pay, paying out. You know yeah. what I mean? So when we deal with artists, it's either at this point, cassette tapes, floppy disks. And the deal is, here is this money I'm putting out, this the X amount of copies you're getting, the X amount of money you're getting for it. And even Stevens, we're good. Um, I don't own anything of yours. I just put it out. It's mm-hmm. a handshake deal. If we're going to do a repressing, it is a whole nother deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't want any ownership over anyone's things. It's your art. You know what I mean? Just give me the rights to put out a cassette tape of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's how I want to treat it because I, you know, it gives people a chance that may not be able to afford the money to put up to put out their cassettes or have the Accessibility to sell a certain amount of cassettes, even yeah. though I don't know, some of my stuff doesn't sell that great, but I have the reach for, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, um, the cra- like the, I don't know, the fans or whatever it is. So
3: it's like a built in yeah. market.
4: We do a couple digital releases, but those digital releases either A are my projects mm-hmm. or B, uh, for like, um, fundraising. Um, So we've we've done done that for a few. few. Uh, We've done a compilation that uh, initially went all the money went towards the people of Ukraine when the war started. Nice. Uh, We've also done another fundraiser that all the money went to Verona Street for the animal shelter. Love it. uh, After our last cat passed away, Uh, our original T-shirt run did the same thing. So a portion of those sales went towards to Verona Street because it was just it's just a really cool little animal shelter that is trying to become no-kill. And if they can reach that point, would be amazing. But it is a small little local spot close to our house that we really enjoy, and they seem to do really well there. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, cause And we I did ta- another one for
3: Bethany House.
4: Yeah, Bethany House. Uh, Robes of Snow put out an album that his money went towards. Uh, Bethany House was just a women's shelter here in, uh Women's shelter in um, Rochester. Um, so, yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd rather... As far as our releases go or anything we do, we just want to break even. Let's just keep putting yeah, stuff out. Everything extra money. on top, we just try to put back to the community. I would like to be local with what we donate, with the exception of the Ukrainian thing, because so many people on the scene, the people we know, live yeah. over there. We're We're so affected by we're it. Affected yeah. By yeah. it. Yeah. We so we really wanted to, yeah. yeah. I think we raised about six, $700 for them, which, you know... Ultimately, when it comes to war, is not a lot of money. But when it comes to people who don't have a lot of money, it is a lot. So Black Casket Records can't operate right now due to the war happening right now. Mm-hmm. So we put out a compilation that was theirs. Mm. And all the profits from that is going directly to them and to where they deem fit will help them. Nice. Um, because they can't operate it the same way they were before. It's another Dungeon Synth record label that I highly respect and put out some amazing artists, you know, so...
0: Let's pause for a brief intermission. Just listen to Glyph with the song of the cinders, and then after that, Sprites of the Wood with the song the Nimble Gnomes theme. So, I have a question about the floppy disk mm-hmm. releases. How so I'm old, yeah, if you didn't notice, but um, <laughs> I like this idea. I don't have any, yep, and I don't even
4: know. Like, I should have drive? brought one out just for you guys I, I to have. Don't. I'm gonna give you guys next time we hang out just to give you one, anyways. Well, thank you, yep. Uh, so how
0: how does this like what's on there? The audio.
4: It's the audio. Yep, yep. Like um, wave files. Uh, it's compressed MP3s. Okay. Incredibly, insanely compressed MP3s. Okay. So you can't put everything. On oh yeah, there. those weren't big. So you don't no, put wave. You're on. looking at like what is it? 1.3 megabytes. Okay. So your average norm, like let's say your average like four minute song is probably like at least. It depends on how high you've recorded it. Mm-hmm. It's probably like 50 to 100 megabytes. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking a whole album and putting it down to less than 1.3 megabytes. 1.2, whatever it is. So you can't put everything on it. I have put out like Old Nick. I don't know if you guys know Old Nick at all. That no. I'm going to send you this. It is one of the goofy black metal projects I was talking about earlier. Oh, I didn't cool. mention them earlier. But Old Nick definitely paves the way. And having them reach out to me to put their album out on floppy disk was like i've done two of them now and it was like such a huge like i don't know like for me personally it was just like it blew my mind it was like holy shit that's like my one of my favorite black metal projects and um so i put their stuff out so bands it's hard because compressing that low um can cause a lot of issues for audio Mm -hmm. dungeon synth drone music ambient is super easy because as you compress it, it sounds just as wonderful. But once you start adding drum cymbals, um, singing, guitars, it can cause that wacky compression sound that all of us know and hate. Mm. So I try to make sure when we put something out that it actually sounds listenable. (laughs) So even when I compress the old Nick albums, I'm not doing the whole album. I'm doing like three songs off the album. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I could fit, the six or seven songs on there sell you it and just laugh about it <laughs> but if you're like me and actually love floppy disks mm-hmm. and you put it in go to listen to it it sounds like a piece of shit you're gonna get mad about it <laughs> um <laughs> it's it's not worth it it's not worth my time it's not worth the artist's vision you mm-hmm. know so compressing that hard is it's a selective thing and even if i put out your stuff like i'd say i put out your band Even if I can only fit one song on there. It sounds all right. Mm -hmm. We're putting one song on there Mm -hmm. because it doesn't take up much space, but it's just fun. uh, Feeling it, putting it together, making the art for it. It's just something that there's a few, few of us in this crowd that really enjoyed floppy disks Mm -hmm. and I've collected them for some time now. And then when I finally realized how stupid easy it was to make them, I did it. Um, so it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just
3: giving life to lost media. That's exactly it. Like, mm-hmm.
4: I love dead media. I love, uh, as soon as I get my hands on like three or four v- VCRs, mm-hmm. and um, once I figure out how to record on eight tracks, it's over for all you motherfuckers. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs>
3: we do our specials quarterly and we yeah. want to start putting them like on We want to start putting them on
4: VHS. Yeah. We want to start doing VCR, like VHS releases and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, I don't know, like, you, you know, you're older like me. Mm-hmm. So, having well, that a, you they're <laughs> older ha-
1: like me actually not like him
4: <laughs> but you have that attachment to this media you know what i mean yeah. like um streaming and all this other stuff while it's convenient mm-hmm. it doesn't serve that same purpose or feeling that that's true all these other ones do you know like mm-hmm. if i can be like i don't know if you guys heard belushi speedball nope. it's a thrash band i i can't think of where they're out of there it's a down south place They put out the releases on Game Boy Advance and 64 games. They've done a single on a Furby. Um, They (laughs) are a huge influence to me because if you can fucking do it, do it. Like right now I'm figuring out how to actually program and I've actually found a place where I can program and purchase things to make NES games. So once, I'm hoping in about a year from now I can put out my first NES cartridge. So it's just fun. Like with music, yeah, music, and I am learning how to program right now because I do really want to make video game. That's enough. That's one of my next goals. Nice, because I have. Uh, that comes along with bipolar. I don't know if it happens to a lot of people, but it is a short attention span that mm-hmm. you want to get involved heavily into everything and become the master to it. Mm-hmm. So. Now that I've done vinyl, I'm sorry, guys, shut down the record label. I'm making a video game now. (laughs) No, I want to make a turn-based, like, not a turn-based adventure, but uh, the old text adventures, like, Uninvited, Mm. um, all your old, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Knight's Quest, stuff like that. Mm. Like, I really want to make a text-based adventure, and if I can do that on Nintendo, that would be really sick. Nice. Um, And, I mean, you can send out the ROM. Other people can play it on their computers to purchase it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like... There's something about physical media. So mm-hmm. if I can keep diving into these ancient things that only a few people can have, it sucks. But at the same time, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. It's well, just cool. I, I do like, have yeah. one
3: unopened. Furby in my closet. So if you want to go into that. I should probably
4: give it to my mom because the last Furby that she had, she got really mad at me because at the time I was circuit bending. And if you guys know what circuit bending is, I broke that thing apart, (laughs) peeled the skin off of, and I started attaching switches to it. It turned out really fucking sick, but then I found out that I shouldn't have done it and I got scolded very extremely. But yeah, I like, I have always been curious and wanted to break things down, so it'd be nice to build up these things that I destroyed before. You still
3: have a lot of um, like toys in the yeah in the garage. garage. My garage is full of
4: switches, super awesome piano stuff like that. Like
3: kids' kids' toys. Yeah,
4: yeah. circuit bending is kind of also what led me into this. It was just breaking things apart, making Mm -hmm. weird sounds. And if it dies and I burn out the fucking circuit board on it, then sorry, can't ever make that sound again, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just fun. It's just a fun thing to do is just destroy it, break. I don't know. I don't know. Void all warranties, you know? Mm. Like,. <laughs> They're not going to honor it, anyways. You might as well have fun with what you own.
3: Well, we also purchased it at the goodwill for things that are like twenty years old. Yeah,
4: twenty so. years old for a dollar. <laughs> you get mad when you have the flat ones without the actual <laughs> capacitors inside of it, and it's just a flat circuit board, and you're like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys put out a lot, a
0: lot of material. Mm-hmm. Like it seems almost constantly, I'm seeing something come up. Yep. How do you guys? Like, uh, how do you keep track of it all? And how, do you, how do you find... Yeah, how do you... You got to put a lot of work into this and work your jobs yep. as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do
4: you manage that? And where do you find all these bands to put out? So, we're the finding the time is very hard because, well, now she's out of school. She's working her full-time job. I work a full-time job, and I also go to school for... Um, I'm an apprentice right now for being a skilled trade mechanic mm-hmm. for my company. Um, so it's hard. So what free time we have is put towards the record label, actually. Mm-hmm. We don't go out. We don't do all these crazy things everything we have as far as energy goes, goes into this. Mm-hmm. We um, feel that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, but you love it so much. Yeah. So it's and like,
3: you can multitask. You can listen, you can listen to the records to record- while you're like, while you're doing it and getting all your shipments yeah. together. And that's, you know,
4: I watch YouTube videos, whatever it is, watch the shows like, yeah. or it's go like right now. I think I have like 30 or 40 orders that I have to fulfill, which like, I was like, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll do it tomorrow, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I'm- um, like A, it's hard to find the time for it because what free time we have we do we do it mm-hmm. kind of like we just we just that's what your time but is but we make
3: it fun we do like a yeah. little assembly line upstairs and get everything together and
4: yeah um finding the bands we're interested in is just kind of like i don't know i browse Bandcamp, uh a lot of facebook pages i'm part of as far as chiptune goes dungeon synth goes black metal goes um i have a bunch of friends that are kind of intertwined in all these different scenes too that kind of send me things all the time like fuck this is a were release if i've ever heard it mm-hmm. check this band out and i check it out i'm usually like yeah you're right or if not i go fuck you you don't even know my taste <laughs> um but <laughs> Then I usually hit them up. I'm like, hey, this is the deal. I want to put out your tape. Like right now, currently, we're booked up till the end of the year. Like uh mm. we put out at least five cassette tapes a month. Um, and I keep adding shit to it because I keep finding stuff that's so fucking rad. So I'm keep trying to shorten what we have ahead of us because like something cool will come out and be like, fuck, I gotta put that out. And another label gets it because it's so cool, you know, and I'm like, well, I can't do it till January because I have all these things <laughs> that are equally as awesome. But it's just, it's, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it just it's just kind of browsing. Like, I spend a lot of my time at work. Like, I get the downtime as a mechanic that mm. if things are running smoothly, I can kind of play on the internet, YouTube, and Bandcamp. And I run through the tab tags for Black Metal, Dungeon mm. Synth, whatever it may be. I'm feeling that day. And if I find something cool, I'll reach out to them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And they're all across the world. Uh, we put out artists everywhere. Um, like I said, we've only put out, I said earlier off the air, but I've only put out one Rochester artist, Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks because I really want to bring the scene here. Mm -hmm. But a, I'm socially awkward. B, um, I don't know it how much Dungeon Synth and Black Metal is accepted here. You know what I mean? Like,
3: well, it seems like it's getting popular in Ithaca, and that's
4: mm-hmm. next it's, door. It, so. I think it's growing attention, mm-hmm. and I, I think Black Metal could be bigger here. I think Dungeon mm-hmm. Synth could be bigger here. I mm-hmm. think it's just waiting for something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. Rather than the the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have great outlets for venues. Yep. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. We have so many options here. And was there a third part to this question, or um, uh,
1: no. You how do we you're... find the
4: bands? How do we? Yeah, no, you're, you're... nailing it. I'm, you got I'm it. Killing it right how now. How do you balance?
1: <laughs> Balances.
4: Um. So Selena, as far as the label goes, I do a lot of the groundwork, talking to everybody, getting everything ready, the artwork ready. Selena does a lot of the physical, like. Helping me assemble everything. She packaging. Packaging. Mm-hmm. She comes up with the visions for like, oh, we're doing it this way when we send yeah. stuff out to people. She's really good at attention to detail. Yeah. So like when like a drop happens and we have like 150 orders, I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to do this. She helps kind of get everything in order. She definitely the muse for the label. Mm-hmm. She's definitely the one that can help.
1: The project manager.
4: Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. When
3: we first started out and we we only had a, a few a few um, releases a month. Yeah. We were like doing the photography and the little write-ups yeah, and all that stuff, making it very personal. And then it grew.
4: It grew too fast yeah. because I was making like each one. We would do a short story along with it that was just kind of yeah. like based off the feelings yeah. and, and vibes of the album. We would take the, the
3: cassettes <laughs> if we were like hiking a mountain. Or yeah, we were going somewhere cool and we'd do little photo ops with the cassettes to yeah do all that. So
4: yeah, we were on top of like and around x Mountains and stuff like that, taking yeah. a photo and write oh, cool. yeah. up a short letter like. You know, like, this album's about, like, uh, I don't know, Silent Protagonist would be an example, and it would be, like, uh, that one is, like, Chiptune, and it's very based off, of like, Super Nintendo games, and, like, I'd write a short story, which would be, like, a couple hundred words, and it'd be, like, dealing with feelings of nostalgia, but, like, your mom taking you to the store, like, Kmart or whatever it was salt sold Nintendo games at the time, and giving you the feeling of finding this game, push and start, and here's the game, and it's actually the music, you know what I mean? So it's like we really tried to curate to each item like that, Um, but now it's growing so large that like we're reaching at months. It'd be like six, seven cassette tape mm-hmm. releases, three, two or three floppy disk releases, and it with the wait times for everything too. We don't, we have, don't have everything in the hand, copy before so we do the it kind of yeah. like dragged on that. Yeah. Um, so we do the best we can to give Keep each artist their yeah. and make it personal. So. Um, But balancing can be hard because we're just lucky that both of us are just, we vibe off each other and we don't expect, you know, like you get home from work and you have to run around and do all these things. Like we're very emotionally aware about each other's mental health. So it's kind of like, we need to do this thing. Let's get through it. And if we do that thing today, okay, we can take a nap now, you know, so (laughs) (laughs) um, balance, it's not that hard because...
2: We don't we put, put got too much cash.
4: pressure on it. Yeah, yep. we we take everything easy, like everything else. Like, um, we just want to make it fun. If it's too much stress, if it's too much pressure, then it's not worth it. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. like um, that's why I'm where I'm at with my job and everything else. Like, I could leave right now and get a place that's 20 dollars more an hour, but no, like, money's not everything. Yeah. I would rather be quality. Of happy with what we're mm-hmm. doing right now. You yep. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We live with less what we have, so we're happy. Yeah. So what time we have, we're happy with it. But we will shut down to go camp any fucking time and don't text me. Leave me alone. I'm camping. <laughs> that is our reprieve, you know? Yeah. So I
0: have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um. I really appreciate Dungeon Synth. I think it's really cool. I'm really intrigued by it. I don't know a ton about it. Can you tell me, as someone new coming to this, like what, how would you sell this style to somebody? Like, what did the kind of first stuff you'd have me listen to?
4: I always point, point people at Mortis. I don't oh. know if I'm pronouncing it properly. Mm. He's one of the grandfathers of Dungeon Synth. Mm. Um, I was at a hardcore show a couple weeks ago and there was just some younger kids there and they were asking me about my t-shirt hat on. I had a maiden hair shirt, which mm-hmm. he's an artist I put out a lot. Who I really respect he's out of England and he's one of the best, I think, in the scene right now as far as like musically goes and just kind of crafting the environment it is. And the best way I put it to people like that were younger that would kind of understand I'd be like, you know, like lo-fi chill beats. Yeah. Because most people know that when they YouTube. It's something you play in the background. You can do with everything else. Mm-hmm. You can play this simple music while you study, while you work on so your it's house. it's like jazz music. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 a simplified jazz music. Yeah. So, but I say, but like, imagine Lord of the Rings with it, like you're a hobbit, I don't know, wandering about. So I say, you know, like... <laughs> And it's, it's hard to sell to some hardcore, like, really hard people that are just into really heavy music because, like, you know, um, people can be very elitist for the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because right. they're like, well, I don't want to hear somebody play a synthesizer and it sounds like it's a medi- medieval tavern, you know. Mm-hmm. But selling it to you, I would be like, you know, like, think of something musically that you can play while you do your normal life, while you work, mm-hmm. while you do the odd jobs around your house that I know, doesn't like our sound bed exactly yeah. it yeah or that's i appreciate that or, yeah 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 it's exactly yeah. it it's something you can play that doesn't distract you fully but brings you in enough to calm you mm-hmm. um it depends on what portion of dungeon synth because like metal there is Insanely amounts of subgenres. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's Dungeon Noise, there's Comfy Synth, there, yeah. which a lot of people be- don't, don't like. Um, if you want
3: to go the comfy route? Yeah. You like, can start it, with Grandma's it, Cottage.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I would just say, like, it's, it's kind of like a lo fi chill thing to do, like, listen to. That's like, do you want something to keep you calm while you do your normal activities? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. something, but but also ignite your imagination. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. at times when you catch yourself, it could be like you imagine yourself on a mountainside, like wandering with a group of people pushing forward. And if you're not paying attention, that is just enough to keep you doing what you're doing on your normal life. And I'm not saying that this is a music that is a secondary scene. It is not a thing that like is only exclusively for do something else while you listen to it you can lose yourself in it like a great book mm. like yeah. if you're into fantasy or anything else like that that's what it is it's a fantasy is escapism at its best mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if if you want to exit out of the ever the same old same old it, it it's a great opportunity you know um and I will verse you a lot in it, and I will send you guys so much stuff that you'll be like, "Stop, fucking sending me this shit." <laughs> but, but once once I find yeah. your guys' key points, like I get obsessed over that. I'd yeah. like to send You're people really stuff all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. You like this? I'm gonna send you this all the time now because I know this is your. Yeah. I get. You know how it is. You like look You up get. On get people's a lot of joy when you yeah. turn people onto something yeah, new they've not heard.
3: Yeah. So. Yep.
4: And that's what I'm excited about hanging out with you guys because I keep dropping stuff on you and you guys are like, I haven't heard of it. And I was like, oh, I can't hear oh, yeah, I all got the things that you guys don't, that I have no idea about because that's the great part about metal, all these subgenres is growing up was your buddy had a cassette tape at a party mm-hmm. or like somebody played a song or you just caught this band opening up for another band. It, it's the fact is it's such a communal mm-hmm. scene that when you meet a new metalhead or something like that
2: yeah they have you a have whole keep world of new
4: bands you've never yeah. heard of yep. yeah you know like mm-hmm. except for like nine out of ten people i know always say yo you heard crotch duster <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> and we all laugh about it <laughs> you know like but you know like it's stuff like that but it, it, i don't know i i would sell it to you is do you want something drags to do you want something that you can just do everything to or do you like fantasy music mm-hmm. but there's things beyond that there is um dune inspired dungeon synth mm-hmm. um there is things that are inspired by so many literary ber- works um it's crazy like no matter mm-hmm. what you're into and if you're a metalhead already you're a fucking nerd you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So I know there's going to yeah. be something outside. How I- dare you? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, what's the one? Uh, Redguard, the mouse, the mouse tails mm-hmm. and stuff. There's a whole Dungeon and fucking scene based off of that. So it's like a Cherry Cordial, cordial and all and those musical, other groups. And
3: like um, like audiobooks. Yeah. People have like, yeah. books to go along with their music. Yeah. That's, that you play that's while great. You're reading while you're reading
4: it. That yeah. Made in here does that. Yeah. I did the, uh, Hermit Knight actually has a track on him. His latest one, the strands of Maidenhair. here. He does a whole, it's an audible adventure. So it's a whole tale he tells. And a few of us artists submit, put a track into him. And he has, uh, these great British actor, voice actors come in and tell the story about the world of yonder. And it's like with, uh, goblins and orcs and it's so much fun because it's like the old mm-hmm. turn a page read the story as the ca- cassette tape tells you the tale that's cool you know what i mean yeah, that's So awesome I it's love that. so sick yeah, i'll have to send you guys yeah, in the yeah maiden, maiden hair has that and it's so much i did one of one of the songs and i was like so pumped and when i sent it to him he's like that's the intro and i was like yo that's so sick <laughs> like and then hearing these like people talk about orcs and all this other stuff and goblins it's so cool man like I don't know do you like fantasy do you like to be chill like here it is like like I said if you're a metalhead, you're a fucking nerd and we're the it's the end thing now no matter what stranger things try to say now that it is the end thing now it's been the end thing now for a long time (laughs) and now for a short period people will notice it again but we all know this is the fucking thing you know I don't know. I keep going on. No, it, it's perfect. It is. Yeah.
0: So you need to develop the. You need a, a choose-your-own-adventure text-based video game. Yes, that's I it. it. Yeah. in with yes. Yeah, your, your dungeon synth music. Yep, and it's the background music.
4: That's what I'm talking about with the yeah. choose with the, the the text-based adventure and stuff. It will be on Nintendo in the nice. next year or two. I'm hoping. Nice. Um. So you weirdos that have a Nintendo can probably play it. If not, if it doesn't work, I'll say it does work and say you're an idiot and it's awesome. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's that would be the thing. Just yeah. give them bad cartridges and be like, "No, it must be your system." User user error. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about
0: the Dungeon Synth music. Well, like if someone goes to see you perform or any Dungeon Synth act, what does that look like? Like, what is what is one to expect?
4: There's definitely going to be cloaks. There's oh, going to be nice. cantalumbres, probably smoke, and I probably won't have it because I'm just learning how to do it now. But, yeah, you the swords, it's going to be very theatrical. It's okay. going to be very, mm-hmm. like, because the, it's synthesizer music. So you're mm-hmm. not watching a whole band. You're watching yeah. one yeah, or two people playing. To yeah. So you. It to
3: make it interesting. Yeah.
4: You got to crush it. So you have to make sure there's some sort of aesthetic as- aspect to it. But um, I will have to send you. Uh, there's this brilliant guy, Sebastian, who runs Dungeons and Scene. He is like the archivist for our group as far as well, the scene itself. And he's taken a sabbatical for a bit to while he works on his novel but he has some really great write-ups about what makes dungeon synth and that would probably really fit as far as the show goes um you're not going to expect a pit there's not going to be a pit there there's not going to be um what you're going to see is going to be someone playing their keyboard or having a track along with it Mm-hmm. and you're going to see a lot of cloaks you're going to see smoke you're going to see swords you're going to see all that stuff but it's just going to be a fan it's going to be an escapism thing um i don't know the high end would be like if you saw john Carp- carpenter play live you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so like he definitely on the more not synth wavy but the horror wave part mm-hmm. um but yeah it's going to be like that like you're not going to expect to see I mean, there will be some artists that will spit blood and stuff like that because it is a subgenre of black metal, mm-hmm. um, but it just depends on who you see, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you're, it's not going to be probably the most intense crowd you've ever been in. It's just going to be chill. It's going to be people we'll taking the moment in, and mm-hmm. that's what Dungeon Synth is. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of just taking it in and making the story from the sounds that come from it, mm-hmm. you know? And same with the visual of playing the band, so... I'm hoping I can capture some of that when I start playing live and just kind of, you take what you want from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, at least you won't get punched in the face. You don't have to worry about your girlfriend, (laughs) your wife, or anything getting stomped on. No karate chops. No karate chops, no spin kicks. This ain't a hardcore show, kids.
1: (laughs) We're talking about
4: like just people just swaying or just taking it in. It's just...
3: yeah.
1: chilling being yeah. in the moment that's
4: it yeah, yeah this, it's is, just,
3: this is going to be our first one
4: so. yeah so we'll see how it goes you know yeah. and uh it, it i don't know it gives it's, me
3: an excuse to wear a yeah. wig and some elfies yeah.
4: you'll see the lord of the Rings soundtrack live is what yeah. you're going to see <laughs> <Yeah>. guys so <laughs> that's exactly what it is
1: nice. well thank you for your time today we had a ton of fun
0: all right well thank you guys very much yeah,
1: thank you yeah
0: thanks for having us out well i really enjoyed them
1: yeah Sometimes we take a gamble. Yeah. Sometimes we eat shit. Yeah. Sometimes we win prizes. Yeah. And I feel like we won prizes. We
0: did. We won fabulous prizes. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed them. Yeah. And by
1: gamble, I just mean, I mean, we invited two folks over to our homestead. Yeah. For which we've never met.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And I think both of us were very pleasantly yeah. surprised. They were delightful. Yes.
0: Um, and... I wish that we could have been there for the debut performance of Hermit Night.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Hopefully he'll do that in Rochester soon. Yeah. I think Rochester needs that kind of thing to be happening here.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I think people would go to it. Me too. I think There's a calling for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it needs to happen.
1: It's a whole different experience. Yeah. But in the same world, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. It's a it's a, another dimension of the same world.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, we should probably peace out. Okay.
0: All right. We're going to close it out with two more songs off of the Wernome record label. All right. First up, Aphelion. With the song Old Ghosts.
1: And then we're going to listen to Maiden Hair with the song The Terrible. Excellent. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy.
0: Don't be an asshole. And? Don't let your fago go flat.